This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Stay tuned after the episode for another edition of the Golden Paw Club. Wow. Chef Boy D, Hebrew National, Ready Whip, Slim Jim. What do these disparate American supermarket staples have in common? They're all owned by ConAgra Brands. Founded in Omaha in 1919 as Nebraska Consolidated Mills, in 1971 the corporation ditched the Cornhusker state moniker to become Consolidated Agriculture, ConAgra for short. With a vast portfolio, among its holdings are Vlasic Pickles, Orville Ruddenbacher Popcorn, and three distinct and ostensibly competing maple-flavored syrup brands, Aunt Jemima, Log Cabin, and Mrs. Butterworth, Today, the now Chicago-based processed food megalith hovers at around $8 billion in annual sales. And part of its success is its sprawling umbrella of frozen food holdings. Healthy adult brand, Healthy Choice. Unhealthy kids brand, Kid Cuisine. Scouring Italian matriarch, Mama Celeste Pizza. And two listings licensed from chain restaurants, P.F. Chang's, and an American diner and pie shop concept first opened in Orange County, California by Marie and her husband Cal, and grown into a regional institution by their son Don. While the Frozen Diner brand offers an extensive line of prefab complete meals, it's best known for its pies, both the savory pot kind and the sweet pastry dessert varietal. But though the restaurant continues to operate in the American West, unfortunately its best days may be in the rearview mirror. It twice sought bankruptcy protection during the 2010s and closed over two dozen locations this past year. Perhaps only its Frozen brand survives the current restaurant apocalypse, as small and mid-sized businesses continue to shudder gobbled up by ever-growing abominations like ConAgra brands. This week on Doughboys, our month of frozen food reviews, Doughboys Topical Freeze, concludes with Marie Callender's Meals. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, Entree the Giant, the Spoon Man, Mike Mitchell. Entree the Giant? Like Andre, but Entree. That was courtesy of Devo, roastspoonman at gmail.com. If you have an insult you'd like me to use, I'm Mitch at the top of the show. It kind of fitting for today, actually. Entree the mm. Giant. We are having a lot of entrees, some that are on mm. the larger side. That is a thing that we ha- that that ties to this episode. Nick, can you come around and when I tell a joke, you can break it down for everybody? I feel like that would be a good thing. Yeah, I'll just start. I'll start explaining it, explaining why it's a joke. Also, was that a joke? Um, I will what? also decide whether or not it was a joke. What is a joke, Nick? Mm, you know, we don't know. We clearly haven't figured it out. Don't turn to the Doughboys. Do you like when comedians get philosophical? I think that should be all we're doing. I like. I want like. I want all comedy to just be that. No, jo- I'm done. I'm over jokes, man. Let's just get deep. <laughs> just get really heavy. I think jokes. I think we need. Uh, 
I think we need a naked naked gunification of comedy. I think we need to silly it up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like there used to be just just straight up. I mean, honestly, I and the naked gun is the best version of it. But I do kind of miss even like spoof movies in general because they were just mm-hmm. bags of jokes, and you yeah. d- you don't really have anything with that pace anymore. Did people just out? Did people all grow it? What happened? I think. Do you think people wouldn't it, wouldn't it be fun if during a Doughboys episode I stuck a fire hose in your mouth and you exploded? <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Um, I think what did, happened did we is out, we outgrew it. I guess you go ahead. We outgrew it. I think the, the I think the, here's what I think it is. I think it's a it's it's executives who decide whether or not a comedy gets made and or any content gets made. Kind of got it, 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 they got like into the auteur side of comedy, which we saw emerge in mm. the past couple decades. And it's just like everything has to be like personal and like a and like self reflective. And so I think there's that element. And I think the other thing is that that internationally. Uh, a lot of like a lot of jokes just don't translate like a lot of stuff yeah. like you just, it's so culturally specific and then you you put it overseas and people don't know what the fuck they're watching and these movies tank internationally and that's what, all that anyone really matters so as a genre it just kind of got you know the wind taken out of its sails for 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 a number of reasons we went from like oj getting pushed down the stairs at dodger stadium in a wheelchair one of our finest comedic actors. <laughs> What's he been up to? You don't see him in you know you don't see OJ in comedies much anymore. Nowadays comedies are like, Dad, could you stop eating mum out on my bed? I'm depressed. <laughs> Imagine if OJ was there. How funny would that be? Maybe OJ is what killed the uh, the, the the silly comedies, the the uh, the the spoof the spoof movies. Uh, Ixnay on the Ild K. <laughs> you think he Issens laid? <laughs> I don't know how to do this. OJ's on the Patreon. OJ's OJ's in the Discord. <laughs> I'm in his fantasy hey boys. OJ, I loved the scale. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should review Wet Hot American Summer. Okay, OJ, we'll get around to it. <laughs> Uh, Mitch, I, I know you got a drop for us. Oh, yeah. How to how to Spoon Nation. And here's a little drop, Wags. Eat up, Nicholas. It's cherry. <laughs> Spoon it to me, Grammy. Spoon it to me, Grammy. Spoon it to me, Grammy. <laughs> for the Spoon Man. <laughs> wow. Wasn't that a good drop? That was really good. I mean, here's the thing. I my expectations have gotten very, very high for these drops because we just mm-hmm. have some real audio wizards who are mm-hmm. who are crafting these for us. And that one raised the bar. I mean, whoever comes yeah. after this, I don't envy you. I don't know how you follow that. Well, that drop was speaking of which, that drop was courtesy of Tristan Puig, who writes nothing. But he resubmitted his drop from about a year ago, and he said, humbly resubmitted for your consideration, Spoon. Uh, and I appreciate that, Tristan. Um, thank you for sending it back in. And I like your last name. It's like Yasiel Puig from uh, the Dodgers. Uh, hope you're having a good week, my friend. Wow. Hmm. 
I definitely don't agree with the part where they said nothing, but still a very good drop. Yeah, and you know what? If you want, if you want to send in a drop too, just send them over to spoonmandrops at gmail.com. That's right. Once again, that email is spoonmandrops at gmail.com. All right. So, for those of you who are, well, I mean, do you, think, basically, do, basically, do, you, do you, th- you think this is Emma's least favorite bit? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> not, not even hiding her contempt a little bit. <laughs> We're just creating extra work for her for not much payoff. Nah, it's funny. <laughs> uh, the um, the the thing that our listeners aren't aware of is when you leave a blank space for something, Mitch. You hold your mouth open. Yep, just with there, no- open mouth. <laughs> just mouth agape wordlessly. I'm hoping some food accident gets in there. <laughs> Spoonman drops at gmail.com, as you mentioned. And Mitch, we are continuing our theme month of frozen meals. Doughboys, topical freeze. This is actually the conclusion of topical freeze. Wow, and Nick, can I just say, thank God. A more cumbersome gimmick than I think we anticipated, but going to, I mean, the grocery store, and, and God bless everyone who has to work in the in grocery stores these days, uh, but it, going to the grocery store is not particularly fun. I literally felt that way every time I went to the grocery store, just seeing every checkout person. I felt, I felt for them, and I thanked right. them, and it's great that they did it, but we made the mistake of doing some uh, frozen food month. Uh, immediately at the start of a pandemic where we have to go to the grocery store to pick up this stuff. A terrible idea. Well, if we'd planned it a little better, we could have gotten everything in one go, but because we kind of booked it week by week, we had to make all these extra trips to the grocery store, which was just endangering our health and others. Uh, and not particularly fun, but hey, we, we have a friend along for this uh, for this episode, as we do each week. She's a director and producer from The Shivering Truth. Season 2 is now on Adult Swim. Kat Solon is here. Hi, Kat. Hi. Hi, Kat. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank Thanks you so here. much. Uh, I, so, so we just touched on, you know, the unique circumstances in which we are recording this episode and we are all living. What is your current, I'm curious, what is your current home eating regimen? How has nutrition changed for you uh, in our current climate? Um, uh, there's a few things. I, I, I don't cook very often. I didn't used to cook very often. And I've started cooking things in my oven. I'm using my oven for the first time. I've lived in this place for about 13, 14 years. And I've never oh, wow. used my oven. Wow. The last, I know. Staggering. <laughs> I'm, little, I'm embarrassed to, I don't. I don't cook very much, <laughs> uh, and so I'm, but I'm getting really, I'm like awesome at it. I'm learning that I'm actually really good at it. I don't, I'm not baking any bread, but I can like make roasted vegetables and, and cook fish and chicken. I can't believe it. I, 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 bread baking, I mean, I had no idea that people were going to be so into bread baking. I mean, I know that people have talked about this, but it is weird to me, right? Why is everyone making bread? The country kind of turned against bread, first of all, as a part <laughs> of it. Yeah, which I, I was I don't know. About. I mean, in the in the bread wars. I was I was I was on the bread side, by the way, Nick. Yeah, you were pro bread. I'm pro bread. Yeah, bread is bread has come back, and then also, yeah, it it is like people are very open to talking about how much bread they're eating now, when they wouldn't yeah. have been a couple months ago. Big bread comeback. We were all carb crazy. 
People hated carbs. Enemy number one. Now we have another, uh, something else has supplanted it. People are like, hey, some carbs, carbs won't kill you. Something else will. In the, in, the right. battle of hum, in the battle of humans versus carbs, I'm an undercover agent for a carbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the traitor. I don't know how undercover you are. <laughs> <laughs> we can all tell you we're on carbs side. <laughs> yeah. We're all pretty friendly with the carbs. Um, uh, so, yeah, go on. No, I was just saying that I like... Uh, I give the carbs information about what's... I mean, I was just trying to make... I just saw Robocop 3 the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that cultural touchstone that we all really wanted to reference to. (laughs) Robocop 3. Well, there's a character in it um, that's very... uh, That very... He, like... like, He's like a little traitor. It's sad that this is the best movie I could think of. Wow, like a, of like a guy who's like a traitor who's playing both sides. What are what are what are some good turncoat kind of traitor movies? Oh boy, you know the Matrix, Joey Pants in the Matrix. Ah, Joey Pants. How do I not think <laughs> of Joey Pants? One. Big time, big time uh, turncoat there. That, that's the whole red pill, damn. blue pill thing. And also, we're very much in the. It's like the Matrix right now. <laughs> we are. That's, truly. Like, that's a really good comparison, Nick, to the times right now. Elon Musk has <laughs> taken the red pill, Nick. He has taken the red pill, which is the oh, bad one or the good one. I forget. I'm pretty I forget sure it's the works. bad one that him and Ivanka both were saying that they took the red pill. But in the movie, it's the go- it's the one that uh, that Keanu takes, right? Hmm. I guess. I think so. Neo he, takes the red, the red pill. Red yeah, I think Neo well, takes the red pill to see what reality really is. But in our reality, the red pill has unfortunately become a metaphor for this kind of you know men's rights, uh, alt-right sort of philosophy, embracing that. Yeah, but <laughs> Lena Wachowski uh, responded and said, fuck you to Elon Musk, which is pretty that great. That was so great. That was yeah. great. I hope everyone listening to this is, uh, is happy to be reminded of that thing that happened two weeks ago in, in your Twitter <laughs> feeds. <laughs> I knew it was going to be some bullshit. What do you want me to do? We can't talk about things. We can't it's talk about nice things. To be reminded of something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's that a nice a reminder. Moment. I agree. And you brought it up, Nick. You're the one who brought up the Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> right, moving on. Shit. Uh, cat, your name is your name is Cat, yet you own a cat. Explain. I have two cats, and wow. I'm the, I think the third cat. Uh, wow, the third cat of your play. Well, I was just going to say that was hard-hitting journalism by Nick. <laughs> <laughs> is that Weiger or Cokie Roberts? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have, um, Whiskey and Zappa and, uh, they, Whiskey is about, I think six or seven and Zappa's like 13 or 14 and wow. I'm the third cat. Yeah. Cokie yeah. Roberts is a good Quincy guy name. <laughs> Your pal Cokie Roberts. Yeah. His, pro- his name is probably like Dan Roberts, but his name is Cokie Roberts. <laughs> Goes by Cokie. And we know what's going on there. <laughs> Also, by the way, the turn the turncoat in RoboCop Three was Stephen Root. I want to just get that out there too. Ah, oh, Stephen Root, what a chameleon! And just delightful yeah. in everything. CCH Pounder is in it too. There's a, it's a oh, good man. cast in RoboCop Three. Good cast. <laughs> Great movie. Ithaca alum CCH Pounder. Am I wrong? That is right. Yeah, you mentioned that factoid before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. You can remember that, but not my cat's name. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Whiskey and Zappa, you've had, uh, have you always been a cat person? Did you have cats growing up? Yeah, I, I, uh, I had, I always had cats and dogs growing up. I don't have dogs now because of work. It's really hard to have dogs, but, uh, I, I tend to don't, I don't love that I'm, my name is Cat and right. I have, I don't love that because I, people always like want to give me cat thing, like cat sweaters and cat things, uh, you know, and I, I don't yeah. want to be the cat, the, the lady with all the cat stuff and two cats and her name's Cat, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, what can you do, you know, <laughs> but I, I do love them and they, they travel with me when I'm working, they come with me as long as they can. And, uh, they travel my, with buddies. you? Yeah. Yeah, they come in the car. Oh wow! And they're they're they just climb in the cage and they behave. Yeah, their their cages are behind me. They um, they yeah they they go in their cages and then I put them in the back seat facing each other. It's really sweet, so they can see Aww. that each other are there. And then they they hang in the back seat the whole the whole ride. They know they know the Portland trip. They know going up to Portland and coming back to do Shivering Truth. Um, and they. We went to Atlanta once, and that was a five-day, wow. four, four to five-day drive, and they got kind of sick of that one. But they, uh, they're, they're really good travelers. I, I think every time though, I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, I hope we don't have to do this again because it's, it's a lot. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever flown with them or no? I would need, I would need another person to fly with them because there's, they're, they each weigh twenty pounds. They're so heavy, Ooh, and I boy. can't, I can't physically carry both of them through an airport and I don't know how I would I don't know how I would get around with two cat these two cats um by on my own I think you had a little rascals it I think you have one of them on the <laughs> other shoulders and put a big trench a coat, coat around them yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sneak through that'd TSA be, that, that way be really cute I need to try that I wonder if they'd let me <laughs> my, my my mom has said that I can't bring uh well you know Irma back to Quincy uh, she's put her foot down. She won't allow it to happen. But, Why uh, is that? Because she, she thinks that they're going to claw. Because she thinks what? I was wondering if she thought you wouldn't ever leave if, if then. <laughs> I mean, that is also probably an issue. <laughs> yeah. um, she, I think she, she's, she doesn't want the cats to. We, I had two cats growing up. Zip, man, Zip, Wags. Zip was a great cat. And you Buster, who I, lo- I love very much. And, of course, Buster we got after the Kitty in the Marsh which is a sad story I've told on here too many times. Won't yeah. bring it back up again. But uh, even though I just did, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but she, she, she dealt with Zip and Buster and uh, kind of going at her, at her furniture. And, and, she, and so she's kind of done with the uh, – she doesn't want that to happen anymore. You know what I mean? She's, she's, she's over it. But I told her that they yeah. just stay in my room. Look, I don't know. I, it's, it's traveling, taking cats on the airplane would be – would be pretty tough anyways. It seems arduous. I mean, obviously moot right now, but I, I, yeah, it seems like traveling with animals who most animals, it seems like can't really handle it. Even the ones that you will find on a plane sometimes are not necessarily all that like, you know I mean? Like someone will have a dog and that dog's kind of going nuts. You know, I, I, when I was traveling for tomorrow war, I think I told you this, Nick, and I was traveling a bunch and they flew you first class, which was great. Uh, that's a that's a weird little movie perk uh, with SAG. It's a union thing. It's a union thing. So, but I dealt with three dogs in first class, like three big dogs. Isn't that wow. crazy? That that's is crazy. Cool. Three big ass dogs. It was cool. I was afraid one was going to bark the whole time, and then all of them were good. All of them were good boys. I always thought they had to go girls. down under the 
in under the deck with one, the, one, the big two, dogs. Two, pe- two people were traveling together, the ones that were behind us, and it was like a huge dog. And they wow. just had it like in front of their legs. It was, it, But it was both of the people or whatever. And then there now, was another big one where, where and the person wasn't traveling, but he, the dog laid down, and the person was okay with it. So, I had a cat uh, before before whiskey and Zappa named Count and Count was extremely personable and extremely chill and Count flew with me and he mm. he would he would come out and lay just lay in my arm and I could see wow. he would just he would just lay there with me he was amazing he was he had his white and he had two different colored eyes and uh, he was in like a bunch of my music videos like he he was famous he was he did a Count had a really good life <laughs> wow that yeah. rules yeah, he had yeah. a good time. Cooler cat than us, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> well, cooler than us. Uh, not a yeah, cooler, cooler cat than, than us. A, not a cooler cat. That we're not. Cat I was, and I also call, I wasn't calling us cool cats either. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't saying cat. like Nick and I are cool cats. Um, cat. I was going to say that cat is a great name, and maybe also the only is it the only animal name that kind of works as a name. I guess like Birdie. Mm. Oh, that's Birdie interesting. Birdie kind of works. I mean, bunny. 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 Yeah, you can get away with a bunny. Oh, Bunny. Bunny. Bunny yeah, Colvin but from The Wire. Bunny is kind of strange too, though, isn't it? It's a little like cutesy. Yeah, the only dog, I mean, there's Snoop Dogg. That's a nickname. Dog the Bounty Hunter, mm. I don't think is a legal name. Um, I'm just saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying like Dog Mitchell would be strange. Dog <laughs> Mitchell would be weird. Cat Mitchell you could get away with. Yeah, Cat yeah. Mitchell's pretty good. Yeah. Wolf Wolf would be a cool name. Wolf Blitzer? Wolf Wolf is a cool name. Yeah. Wolf Weiger. Yeah. I could be Wolf Weiger, yeah. I could pull that off. You wait, you're gonna take the name? Yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. I'm Wolf Weiger. <laughs> oh cool. <laughs> hey, Wolf. I uh, I thought the uh how's it going? I th- I was going to say, <laughs> speaking of Weiger, another name that works another animal name that works as a first name, Tiger. You can, there, uh, there's oh. Tiger Woods. Any tiger, can, any tiger will do. You can get away with tiger's that. Tiger's good too. Yeah, Tiger's yeah. good. Cat's the best. Tiger's cat's oh, a thanks. cat's cat's great because it, it sounds like just a straight ahead name. People are like, okay, mm. cat. That's not that's not. I'm not specifically evoking the animal. That's just like a name. Uh, but I want to ask because you mentioned you you were doing you're taking all these road trips with your cats, and you're going up to Portland. You're going uh, across the country to Atlanta. I call it Hotlanta because it's hot. Um, are you? <laughs> Uh, what is your road trip food regimen? What, what, when you're stopping for a bite to eat, what are you gonna what are you gonna grub on? Oh man, well, uh, I I love just if I'm in California until I get up to Oregon, I always do In and Out um, protein yeah. style double doubles with Hell extra yeah. cheese and extra pickles. That's my favorite. Um, wow, I that's like just the the best. Um, do you do you, sorry real quick? Do you eat and drive, or are you you stopping for a little bit and, and stretching your I legs? I can't. A double double is so you can't. I eating and driving with the double double is so dangerous. What you've done it? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like. I actively dislike eating and driving. I've only done that in like a fuck. I'm super late for something scenario, but I hate it. If I if I could if I have to get something on the road and I'm in my car, I'd rather just pull over and take like five to ten minutes and eat before getting before trying to multitask i know it's dangerous because i've tried it yeah it's tough <laughs> and also it, it is um but i love finding food that i can multitask like eat eat something and get work done or eat something and get somewhere that's great when you can when you're busy and you can do that 
Right. It's, that's kind of, I wish there was more food like that. Like I love in Japan, how they have the, you can get those like wrapped rice things that have fish in them that, that you can walk and eat this little triangle of, of good food. I wish there was more stuff like that that isn't just just burritos and burgers. <laughs> yeah, wraps and burgers is all you got in the states. For the, I mean, you can maybe include include taquito in that category, or like a hot dog or oh, a yeah. corn dog. But I mean, there's there's not a lot. There's the handhelds that are actually like a meal. There there aren't a ton of them. Most use are utensil. For Nick and I, eating is the work, right, Nick? Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know what? But is it work if you love what you do? No, but we don't love what we do, so it is work. No, we don't. It is work. So I'm sorry. Yeah, you 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 were saying you 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 do a double oh. double protein style in California. Yeah. And what else are you getting on the road? Protein style is impossible to eat on the road, anyways. I just want to very cumbersome. Absolutely impossible. Toss it out there. Yeah. Don't do it. It's it's really don't, yeah, dangerous. Don't, do it. <laughs> don't recommend. It. Should um, be PSAs I, for that. Yeah. <laughs> I. Um, <laughs> I, I try not to eat very bad, so I do a lot of stops at gas stations where I get, like, string cheese and bananas or string cheese and an apple or hard-boiled egg, those weird hard-boiled eggs at the gas station that you yeah. probably shouldn't eat. Uh, I don't. I distrust those eggs. Yeah. They never – they taste like pennies. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that's good. Those eggs are basically like the uh – the 21st century egg in a jar at a bar. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> remember, remember, remember in movies like a uh, TV shows and movies like there was always the like the pickled egg at the bar. How, where, where yeah. that? You know what? Bring it back. I say. I mean, also we gotta go bring back bars at some point. But <laughs> but I'm not saying bring back bars early. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you are. We know. We know that you're trying to get back into bars. We've seen the videos of you on Twitter. We know. <laughs> <laughs> bring back those pickled eggs bring, put them on the, I, put them I on would the bar I probably eat those pickled eggs at the bar because you're at the bar and you want a snack so you don't get too drunk and a pickled exactly. egg is a healthy snack it's, it's not bad for you yeah, it's not it's not loaded with and you know we we again mentioned our our enthusiasm for carbs, but if you're trying to eat healthily, it's it it it's not that. I I've been having yeah. some hard-boiled eggs and making some uh you know, I actually do that all the time anyway, but I've been just like having it be a regular thing because since we've been in this in our current state of the world and um uh, I you know what I like to do is just whip make some egg salad. Man, an egg salad is delightful. What a fun thing to do with a hard-boiled egg. Is it hard? Yeah, I love egg salad. Is making egg salad hard or is pretty easy? Just mayo. It's, and- it's brainless. If you if you can make tuna salad, you can make egg salad. I'd say it's it's the same mm, level out. of skill. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really though? Because like you gotta cook the egg. That's yes. a little more skill than opening up the can of the the tuna. Mm. Yeah, no, that's true. But I I think I guess I was thinking with the perspective of if you have a hard boiled egg in your possession. Oh it's yeah, the same if you as got a hard boiled egg from the gas station. Yeah, you can. Maybe yeah. Maybe I should start making some tuna sandwiches. What do you like? Tuna, some mayo. What do you and do you toss some little pickles in there? Is that what you do for tuna? You can throw some pickle I'm, relish in there. You know, some people like mm. a little. Uh, you know, some different seasonings. I, I will. I will throw in sometimes. This is a fun one. Uh, take like a like a, a third of an apple and dice it up real fine and toss it yeah, in there with a the tuna. Or shredded carrots. Yeah, carrots will work. Yeah, there's there's lots of things you can do to it. But yeah, I, you can keep it pretty basic with just mayo and and tuna, and you'll get you'll, you'll get the job done. I, I like apple in my chicken salad. I like a, I like a little piece of apple in my chicken salad. And you know what? Sometimes Same some principle. grapes. Yeah, you can toss some grapes in there. Yeah. You get That's fancy. Fun. Waldorf-y. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, Nick, what and Cat? What are your favorite? If you get a rank, I just gotta say it. You got let's rank the salads. Wow. Okay. You're saying that when you say rank the salads, do you mean the uh, like the kind of like the, like your egg salad, your tuna salad, your chicken salads, that kind of salad, or do you yes. mean like all salads? Okay, you mean those kinds of those kind of salads. The mayo-based kind of salads. The mayo-based protein salads. I will say that I will put probably, hmm, I have more tuna, but I do love a good chicken salad. If it's like good, if it's like leftover mm. rotisserie chicken, if it's like a good quality like chicken base you're using, not just like a canned chicken, um, or you get it like at a restaurant, I think that that has the highest ceiling as a chick as a good chicken salad. And I think there's the most variance you can have with it. I think I put chicken salad top uh, first. Then I'd go tuna salad. Then I'd go egg salad. I don't know. I might flip them. Um, and uh, and uh, I think bringing up the rear would be one that you I can't have often because it's just a day ruiner. But it is very tasty um, and indulgent ham salad. A little wow. ham salad. What about potato and, and mac salad? Nowhere in there? I thought we were talking about ones. I thought we were talking about protein-based ones. I didn't realize you meant like anything with, a ma- with mayonnaise. Then you mm. open up. The, if we're gonna say that, then I put potato salad first. I love wow. potato salad. I'll take potato salad, then probably chicken salad, then maybe over tuna salad. I do macaroni salad. I love ma- I love macaroni salad. Macaroni it's salad it's is delightful. so good. Sometimes I can't even look at it because I I'll want it right away. Like if I see it on, <laughs> yeah. on a on a commercial or in a TV show, I see it. and I just I just want that macaroni salad so bad. I I would say chicken salad first because it's fancy. It feels like a treat mm. to me because it's like something I think my mom used to make for like I don't know. It must have been a fancier thing. We didn't make it as often. It's probably harder to make. It actually might be harder to make than the hardest to make of the protein salads. Yes. And then and then uh, I would say egg salad and then tuna salad even though when i was younger i used to eat a lot of tuna salad um but i would say of the yeah if you're adding in the carb salads which mitch you worked undercover and added into this yeah i would put pasta salad first then chicken then I would actually that now with those added salads, it kind of mixes it up. Like I would maybe then put tuna and then egg and then potato, but I like them all. It's tough because you're talking both sides and mains. Like it's not yeah. crazy to be like I'm having chicken sa- a chicken salad sandwich with with potato salad on the side. That's a that's a <laughs> mayo heavy but completely fine meal. Um, yeah, it, it's it's difficult. I Stephen rooted you guys again. Um, I'm gonna say <laughs> for me. <laughs> That's what everyone calls it. (laughs) (laughs) It's tricky because I almost, honestly, these three, I I think that, yes, if we're including potato and mac salad, I'd probably put potato salad first and maybe even mac salad second. Wow. um, (laughs) There's another carb salads come above all the other salads. And I mean, well, I think that I would rather have those side salads I would like miss those more. I, I think I would maybe even do tuna as third. I love chicken salad. My issue with it is, is that what Nick, what you were saying, kind of the quality of the chicken is a huge thing with it. 100%. And, it can, and also another big thing yeah. with it too, is that if it's, if the chicken is too thick, like, like a, mm. if it's like a big chunk of chicken, I don't want, I don't want a big chunk of chicken in there. I, w- I want it to be diced pretty thin. And pretty small, 
when you're mixing something up with mayo, I discovered this pretty early in life, it's all about surface area. You just want mm-hmm. a lot of surface area on whatever you're coating so you get as much mayo into all them nooks and crannies. I feel like there I feel like I enjoy like is it almost like minced <laughs> when the, the, like there's like like the chicken is like minced almost. But Right. Like shredded, like Yeah, like sh- yeah, completely um like almost equivalent to like tuna, like a, like a, when right. you get a platter of tuna salad sandwiches yeah. and egg salad sandwiches, they're both kind of the same consistency. But I'd probably yeah. maybe chicken salad goes last for me. Wow. Is that crazy? Tuna I salad. Yes, I think it's nuts. Egg salad yeah. and then chicken salad. Even though I like all, I like all of them. I think you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you guys ever added? You might hate this. Added avocado to egg salad. No, I haven't. I I have had like I I will make it. I would like, like make egg-a-mole. like an egg salad sandwich. Yeah, I, I haven't like thrown avocado mm. into the salad, but I've like thrown sliced avocado on top of it or put it on the bread, and that always works well. So I, I don't see why it wouldn't work. I, I really don't know how it. I feel about the idea of egamoli. I think I'm not sure. <laughs> I've done a lot of low carb diets, Mitch, and so I've had to <laughs> make my like. It's like a keto thing. It's like you can easily have. Those, you know, uh, but so you end up getting. You know what's funny is that I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't love egg salad without bread either. I think I need bread for egg salad. You know what? Maybe mm. that's what moves it below chicken salad. I mostly have it without bread these days because you know mm. I, I I will just like make up an egg. I mean, I like an egg salad sandwich. I'd prefer to have an egg salad sandwich. But if I'm just making myself like a quicker, healthier meal, then yeah, I'll just eat the, the, the egg salad as it has. I mean, I have I eat so many eggs. I'm such an egg man that I just am trying to come up with different methods to prepare them so I don't get, like, bored with the exact same fucking eggs all the time. I'm getting a little nervous that maybe you are egg man. A.K.A. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. <laughs> I like Sonic too much, and I like Chili Dogs too much to actually, to actually be him. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> I, I really like Tails. I know that's controversial. Tails is cool as hell. I, I really love Tails. He's so cute. Yeah, you're going to get roasted <laughs> in the comments. People are just going to go after you. <laughs> I, well, when we were little, my brother and I would play, and, and he he always was like, get away from me, Tails. Like, get off me. Like, get away. Like, he would try to outchase Tails. Like, try to get rid of Tails. Wow. Yeah, there was, there was, there was like, with yeah. a two-player, fa- like, a, it was one of those, one of the early games where, like, um, the two-player thing was kind of half-baked. And it was like, say, if you like your your brother or sister can play tails and like pick up Sonic when he's in yeah. need or whatever, and it sucks. Do you remember that, Wagner? Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember because I remember one of them had a split screen mode, which did not work well at all. It looked it awful. Was too, it was oh, okay. too squished. It was yeah, it was, it was way squished, too squished, and the quality was really shitty. Like it was the it was really pixelated. Yeah, they because they 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 didn't have the the horsepower to to render it all on screen at once. I think that it was like. Yeah, I don't remember what when they if if there was one of the Sonics that had like a banjo kazooie style like assist thing that was going on with the two players, but I don't I don't remember it all that clearly. And I was playing all these games single player anyway. I think so. it was the first Sonic and Tails game. Okay, I think it. I think it. I remember that. Question: Tails, do you think Tails has two dicks? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> I think the two tails does not necessarily indicate him having two dicks, and I think if he did have two dicks, then his name would be Dicks. 
because I think <laughs> that's a more notable anomaly to earn a nickname. But I don't know. That's just my take. It would be it would be very funny if you you of course didn't see the two dicks, but he had two tails and his name was Dicks. <laughs> What's that name about? Oh. Uh, uh, so, Kat, you were telling us be- that you don't have a microwave. Yeah. What is the motivation behind that decision? Well, I, I, I was saying that my I had one for a while that a friend had given to me that when I got it, I was like, oh, this is like a nice microwave. I'm an adult now. And then it, uh, <laughs> it like after a while, I don't even remember how long I had it, it just started making the worst sounds, like scary electrical sounds that I thought... Uh, I shouldn't keep it in the house. And so I ended up getting rid of it and I've just never gotten a new one. I, wow. I like I said, I don't, I don't cook at home very often. And when I do, it's like cold, like I, it's like salami and like some cheese and like, it's like a salad, you know, like I don't really actually cook things so, or heat things up. <laughs> it, it feels yeah. like the microwave is so ubiquitous now. And, and honestly, like I've the last Three apartments I've I've moved into, we've moved into, have just had microwaves there. Like it's just like a standard expected appliance. Um, so I I think it's like I, I feel like microwaves are so ubiquitous that it's interesting that that to talk to someone who doesn't have one. But I'm curious if any of our listeners don't have microwaves. Uh, hashtag microwave goodbye. If you don't have wow. a, if you don't have a microwave, and if you do have a microwave, uh, hashtag microwave hello. Oh. Let us know. Ooh, good good alt. Um, (laughs) um, you know what I I do it is that funny thing of like they seem pretty dangerous I mean like it seems like there is there is obviously radiation right yeah I mean like some form of radiation I really thought that we were going to find out like you know how people started people were just smoking a ton and then it took, like, years for the science to catch up with, like, oh, yeah, smoking is fucking killing all these people. I, I, I thought we might see a similar thing with microwaves, where at some yeah. point they'd be like, oh, yeah, all these people are fucking getting sick as shit because they're eating microwave food and they're just around this, this, this low-grade radiation. Uh, but I don't know. It hasn't happened. You would think, like, the time, timeline-wise, I think microwaves are... I don't remember, remember exactly when they started being in, in everyone's homes, but it feels like enough time has passed where we would know that if that was the case. Where, are, you, are, are we both old enough, Nick, that you remember your... I think I do remember when we got a microwave, which is... Like, I know that they've been around for since what? Like the 70s or the 60s? I feel like they probably were invented in even the 50s. Yeah, I could okay. be wrong, that but then sense. when they weren't really being in... How, I don't remember them being really in households until... From what I've read, I wasn't alive in the 70s, but uh, that, that I think that they were... Sure I don't think they, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think there were, I don't think they were in households until, commonly until the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm amazed that it, the microwave is something that I'm like, how did we even come up with that invention or decide that that was a good idea? Yeah. At all? Like, how did that even happen? How did, how did anyone harness this radioactivity and and then put it into a device that they're like here you have children put this in your house and and make food in it and i don't <laughs> i don't even understand how that happened i feel like we've just stumbled upon a new a new youtube series science the fuck <laughs> yeah it's all of a sudden the most popular thing any of us has ever done <laughs> like 20 million views on every episode 
because we're just analyzing is, household appliances. That <laughs> is a crazy thing to see when uh, we, we've talked about this before in, in, in just the evolution of entertainment. Yeah. Where there's like a TV show. And it's like, this show is like the biggest show on TV. Like, it's like, this has like millions of people view this show. And you're like, what the fuck is this show? What is, yeah, what is Cowboy Auctioneers? This show's <laughs> fucking popular. It's like, this, this then, has like, this has 20 seasons. It's been on A&E since like 2003. <laughs> and then that goes over to YouTube and also to podcasts. Yeah, right. I'm sure that if you mentioned Doughboys to most people, they'd have no idea what the fuck this is and would think it's bad. Yes. Yeah, they think, <laughs> I think even the people who are aware of it think it's bad. So, <laughs> uh, My favorite Instagram account is the Hydraulic Press account. Oh, yeah, that's great stuff. Yeah, they just they just smash things, and it's so fun. Very soothing to watch as you're yeah. seeing things being destroyed. Emma nodding along. Emma, you like that hydraulic press? <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. It's just like one of those satisfying <laughs> videos. It's like watching people cut soap. It's just really nice to watch. Oh, so great. Yeah, I want. I always want. I always want. I always want to save the thing before it gets crushed. I always have that. Oh. I feel like I would put my hand in and try to. Get it out before it got crushed. They'll sometimes put a cute thing in there. Like, they'll put, like, a stuffed animal or something like that. And, yeah, I do kind of feel sympathy for that. <laughs> in in your guys' hu- households, did you call it nuking? Did you say, I'm going to nuke this? I do remember there was a time when it was cool to say you're going to nuke something. Yeah. I feel like my brother, my little brother may have said that. <laughs> hmm, what was that? Was that, was, that a, was, that a, was that a Duke Nukem thing? Is that what it was rubbing off on society? Great question. I think it was like the '90s, like extreme. Like there was this these milkshakes that we would get at the grocery store that were really bad for you. That were like extreme milkshakes, and they were surfer themed, and they had like surf stuff all over them, and they were really it was like super '90s neon looking. I think it was like part of that, like part of the like slang, just like a yeah. Everyone's hair was really sharp. This uh. These extreme milkshakes are like you're describing, or like motivation enough for me and Mitch to build a time machine. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> get them shakes. They were really cool. They were. Yeah. Really, I, see. I thought you were describing the slim fast shakes for a second, and before I realized it was something else entirely. But that was also a weird thing when everyone was like, like shakes were healthy, which I think people who are maybe young enough to have not lived through the '90s or not been conscious through the '90s weren't aware of how fucking bizarre it was to see like Tommy Lasorda talking about how he lost like a hundred pounds drinking milkshakes out of a can and so they had then they were marketing slim fast as like this this fucking uh uh this miracle diet it was so weird have you have you have you ever tried anything like slim fast before nick in high school i actually did try it you did you try it yeah i don't i remember it tasting great i remember it being kind of chalky although it could maybe not wasn't specifically slim fast it could have been so another brand It, it is it is strictly just that thing of like you eat a breakfast, and then you have a slim fast for lunch and dinner. So it's just basically kind of like starving yourself or close to it. Yeah, but the only nutrition you're yeah. getting is just like straight sugar. Yeah, you're just yeah. It, which which seems like that's not going to work out well. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a, a hum, hummingbird's a hummingbird's diet or something. Right. <laughs> you think it would work? Hummingbirds are so they're so little and delicate. <laughs> they just, it's the portions. They don't eat. They don't drink as big of sugar intake. Uh, I I uh, I did all of those as a kid. I did all every single diet that existed. I did, but they were all like mm. a little fucked up. Like there was yeah. like 
there were like so many where it was like, oh, just have this candy bar, <laughs> this candy bar for two meals a day and you'll be fine. And, and you're just like, I, you know, my, I remember like my parents or other adults saying to me like, oh, but you can have as much like just raw spinach as you want. You can just mm. eat as much raw spinach as you want. And like, <laughs> yeah, that was a tough. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. I've tried, I've tried a bunch of them too. And the only, I, you know, I was on a low, I mentioned the podcast before I was on a low fat diet for a while that actually lost a good amount of weight for, but it's hard for me to actually credit it because of this. I was at the same contemporaneous with that. I started swimming a lot for fitness. I was like swimming like an hour a day. And so mm-hmm. I think that probably had as much to do with it as me not eating, uh, not eating saturated fats anymore. But that was a whole mm-hmm. thing. That's completely the opposite of the keto or, or the fucking low carb diet. It's like, like eat as many yeah. carbs as you want, eat as much sugar as you want, just restrict your fat intake, which is completely just the, the other end of the pendulum nutrition. Do you know what I got in, in high school? I remember I got a, a thing of Xenodrin. <laughs> do you remember Xenodrin? No. What was that? Xenodrin was like like basically like a weight loss pill that was kind of like a workout. It was like marketed towards dudes. Got it. Oh, like a protein. No, it was just basically like a, it was I think like basically like a combination of things and it was basically probably a caffeine pill. But Gabrus, I know that Gabrus took it too. But I would t- I took that for a while and I remember just sitting in my math class in high school and just sweat like pouring sweat and my heart was beating <laughs> so fast. Jesus. And I was like this is fucking awful. It's like meth. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. What do I care? Yeah. I wish I I wish I embraced being fat back then. It's good. <laughs> I I'm I'm a swimmer also and I also exercise a lot. I miss swimming right now. Right now the thing I miss more than anything is bodies of water and being able to go into a body of water. 100%. But, uh, I I I put on Twitter that I I started taking baths because I was yeah. just like I just want to be in a body of water. I've never taken a bath in my adult life at home, only in like a hotel room. And so I was been, just like, fucking, I'm doing it. And I'm doing it just to, to, to simulate being in a fucking pool. Yeah, I've been, I literally the other day looked up how to build a bathtub in my own house. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a bathtub so bad. I can't, like, it's, I miss it so much. It's like, it's the most relaxing thing in the world. But anyway, yeah. so I've always worked out a lot and I've always exercised a lot. And I've always had to, like, regulate my diet stuff. It is so crazy how much what is healthy and not healthy has changed or just does change. It fluctuates like every five years. It's like the same life as like comedy. It's yes. Like every, you know, every five years there's like a new thing that everyone thinks is healthy and no one fucking knows. And the only thing that you, the only thing you can do is just like not, not overdo it and, and, and yeah. just still yeah. be good to yourself. That's all you can do. And there's nothing else works besides like surgery. There's no, there's no miracle. There's not. It's never uh-huh. worth searching for some miracle thing. It's, I've, it's I've, watching I what a, you eat and exercising. Yeah. I, I, f- I feel like I found something of a miracle that works for me, which is giving up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Today's episode of Doughboys is brought to you by Helix. Wags, I've had a Helix mattress now for... Six years, maybe seven years. Wow. It's been a while. It was pre-pandemic. I know that much. Man. I know. And you know what? My sleep has greatly improved. I love my Helix mattress. It's like a cloud. Wally and Irma sleep in there together. They love it. They don't want to leave the bed. Cute. I don't want to leave the bed. Probably bad for you. You know what? Anytime I'm late here, blame it on Helix. 
Wow. I'm sleeping away! The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, Wags, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night, which is a problem for me. I heat up. Problem for me, too. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design, combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Wags, I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a Moonlight Luxe mattress because I wanted something that felt nice and soft, just like me. Wow. And not only is the mattress the best you've ever slept on, but the setup was fast and easy, as you were telling me. Helix mm -hmm. mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door for free. You know what? Ross Kimball helped me set it up. Good guy, Ross. Shout out to Ross. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty, depending on the model. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash doughboys and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Helix Partner 2-0. Spoonman, I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week podcasting, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money, and it does all of that for me. That's right, Wags. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. Wow. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, Wags. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Bye-bye, Doughboys Double. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash doughboys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, Mitch, I got something I really need to get off my chest. Let's hear it, Wags. What's up? I've been having problems. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Wags, we, we all carry around stressors, big and small. It's true, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively, like my problems. Well, therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Wags, what's on your chest? Let's see. Problems? 
issues, difficulties, struggles, the whole lot. Well, how do you feel getting them off your chest? Feel a lot better. Well, Wags, you know what? It makes sense because anytime I use therapy, I feel better. Mm. It's like going to the gym yes. for your mind. You That's get right. the gunk out. You feel better. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Wags, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Doughboys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Doughboys. Welcome back to Doughboys. Our guest, Kat Solon from The Shivering Truth, Season 2, now on Adult Swim. Our chain, Marie Callender's Meals, for this week on Doughboys Topical Freezer Month of Frozen Meals. So uh, Marie Callender's is the brand that has a restaurant chain. Uh, they have a restaurant chain. Is it, it came first. That was founded by Marie and Cal Callender in Orange County, California. It grew to prominence under their son, Don Callender, uh, who passed away in 2009, I believe. Uh, they've been kind of in dire straits since then. Uh, and the brand is currently licensed to ConAgra Foods, which is one of those those giant food conglomerates, processed food conglomerates, uh, Kat, I'm curious, Marie Callender's, do you have any history with the restaurant and or the meals? Yeah, I, um, well, well, not the meals as much. I, I kind of actually asked my mom about it to see. And, uh, and all my mom said was like, ooh, Popeye's. Like that was her mm. response. Uh, but my, we used to go as a family to Marie Callender's a lot. And I always really loved the salad bar because it had everything. It even had banana pudding. And like, like with yeah. the vanilla wafers in it. And then, uh, I also, my dad loved the, uh, French onion soup. That was like, like, at, that's why we would go to Marie Callender's is cause dad felt like having French onion soup. Um, so that was, that's really my memory of it. And I also remember it having an atmosphere that was kind of fun. Yes. Like for, I grew up in Arizona where there wasn't much atmosphere, uh, was like outside of, that uh, uh, you know going to places <laughs> right it is and i think the you know the, the kind of the nations the or the states rather that are under the uh, the western states pact currently are, are where marie calendars was biggest and i do remember it being like yeah the atmosphere is very americana kind of just you know not kitschy but but more sort of like comforting it just feels like a you know like a place that you would uh, 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 like a like a just a, a a nice generically nice place to eat a meal. It was a it was a birthday like dinner for me. Like I loved Marie Callender's so much that I'd ask to go, uh, or like a good report card meal would be Marie Callender's for me. Um, and I used to love their lasagna in which they had in the restaurant salad bar as well. A salad bar is absolutely was stellar. Boy, that's a thing we talked about a little bit last week. Buffet salad bars just not going to be a thing anymore, huh? Mm. It's Can really, you really that? sad. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about it while I was eating this food because I was like, I, the salad bar was my favorite. And it'd be, I was, <laughs> I was just thinking if they made like a frozen version of a salad bar, uh, <laughs> what they would do. <laughs> uh, like a dehydrated and you have to like rehydrate it and like pretend that it's a salad bar. You have to th th fucking thaw out the salad. <laughs> Which act actually all, all eating frozen food in general, I haven't had it since I was a kid really. It, 
now reminds me of like everything sci-fi. I felt a little like 2001 with my like unwrapping it and putting it in the in the oven. It felt it gave me a sci-fi feeling, which is both scary. I actually, I actually felt the opposite where I was like, this feels <laughs> so much like 1990 again. And also a thing that we'll we'll talk about in a second of the length of time this all took, but um, I I I had I didn't I never had Mary is it Marie calendars What is it again It's Marie Marie calendars I I never had Marie calendars uh, growing up at all I I, I never even like, went to the- Marie like Curie not not Mary like uh, the mother of God. Ah. <laughs> well, can you blame me that that's where my head went, Wags? <laughs> um, I, I uh, Marie, like Marie, like uh, what, what's her name? Mary Curry. Marie Curie. <laughs> oh, Curie! <laughs> you said Mary Curry. <laughs> you turned her last Mary name Curry, into a food. <laughs> Hey, Nick, can you blame me with that? That's where my head is at. (laughs) What did she do again? She penicillin or something? Marie Curie, I think, uh, and like our tying into our our microwave talk had a lot to do with radiology. And I I think that was her. Yeah, radiation. She studied studied a lot of radioactivity. (laughs) Way off. All right. Um, I, it's uh, related to medicine a little bit. Yeah, I, I thought she was. I thought she was medicine. Oh well. well. she is a little. I bit. knew. I she knew was. her name. Um, you did. Well, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> well, hold on a second. That is not true. I did know her name, and I didn't know how to say it, which is a very common thing for me. I still. I can't say. I can't say drawer, or I can't say common words. Nick, you know this. Mm, yeah, and you think less of me for it. I don't think less of you. <laughs> that wouldn't be possible. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that we have we, we have to put these in the uh, and and oven. The word oven yes. was used, not microwave. These things, for the most part, go in the oven for a fucking length of a of an HBO drama. Like you put them in there for a full hour. You put it in there. Yeah. Go watch watch what's going on in Westworld. Try to make any sense of it. And when the credits roll, you can go and, and take your lasagna out of the oven. It takes fucking forever to heat these things up. You're watching it. The, the you know you're, you're seeing woke up this morning, got myself a gun, mm-hmm. and then by the time this thing's done, AJ's in the pool trying to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what I used to sing when I was when you know what I used to sing when I was younger was uh, it was a little spoof. I used to sing woke up this morning, got myself a sub. I thought that was funny. That is good. I thought you were gonna say "got myself a bun." Fuck, that's even better. Works. You should have been my. You should have been around. <laughs> should have been punching up your song parodies that you'd be singing uh, to you and the crew. Um, I, uh, I, I, I did not have a lot of these meals at all. I didn't even go to uh, uh, Mary Curry's at all growing up. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like a good restaurant, actually. I would maybe go there. Again, also, yeah, the restaurant Marie Calendars. Marie Curie is the scientist. I, I, Weiger, I know. It was a joke. Okay. I didn't doubt. Uh, I couldn't tell. Jesus. We don't uh, really make I, jokes I, on this show, Mitch. So pe- people are just laughing at us for, well, whatever. These not two even fools. Laughing at us. 
You were saying the jokes are done. You're just going to be. That is true. So That's been, it's in, philosophical it's in now. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, we, I used to, like I said before, that we used to get like Boston Market frozen dinners and stuff like that. And I remember right. them having similar, similarly like pretty long cook times, but not as long as this. Not a full hour. Not 60 to 65 minutes, which is... Which is quite a bit. Um, yes. And I, honestly, I got back to the house at one fifteen. I thought that I would uh, be able to cook these up and eat them beforehand. Wrong. I, 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 the, the meals are in front of me right now. We, we, we stopped down for a second, and I, and I grabbed some. Um, and I, but I did microwave one. And also, that was extremely long. I, you, I, so I got, I got four meals. Should I, just, should I say what I got? Yes, please. I got four meals. I got meatloaf. I got a uh, fried chicken dinner, fried chicken with mashed potatoes, and I got a Vermont cheddar mac and cheese, and I also got turkey and stuffing. All of them had the same cook time. The, all of them had the same cook time except for the um, turkey and stuffing, and I microwaved that for 13 minutes, Wiger. Wow. <laughs> 13 full minutes. You could watch, watch a Quibi. You could watch a Quibi. <laughs> You could watch a Quibi as good as any Sopranos. <laughs> you also could like go to the restaurant and get food. Well, we not now, but back. You know, like it's not faster. No, it it's, <laughs> takes a long time. It takes yeah. out the thing of like I guess like there's no like prep and no cleaning up afterwards, or mu- well, much less cleaning up. But it is that crazy thing of like wow, a full hour seems to take away any of the plus side of of all of this. Um, but you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not expedient. I think that the, the, maybe the asset of Marie calendars is that it can be, you can get their family size. Like if you got like a family size lasagna and you've got three kids to feed, you can put that bad boy in an hour, you know, whatever, give the kids a bath. I don't know what parents do. Um, do whatever (laughs) parents do and then, you Hmm. know, take it out. Interesting. Your first choice. (laughs) <laughs> put the kids in the bath <laughs> and then you uh, and then you like you, you can feed like you, that that much is pretty easy you can get them something that is that kids are going or that a family is going to like in a large portion uh without too much fuss it just takes a little while to to, to heat it up but yeah it, and in your is, and in your case like you lose track of time while you're bathing the kids and you come down there and all the right. dinners are burnt all right let's <laughs> So I the other thing that and the other thing that Marie Calendars I think offers is the pot pies, uh, which Kat mentioned, mm. and their frozen pot pies I think are a standout. I'll say that the 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 foods that I got I got a chicken pot pie, uh, and I got the an Italiano lasagna, which is one of their two lasagnas. The other one is a meat lasagna, and then I got the although this one also has meat, so I think I think it's just a seasoning difference. Um, and then the the meal I got the like. Like meal for one is the Kansas City style pulled pork mac and cheese bowl. That was the only one I did in the microwave, and that one actually didn't. It took less than ten minutes in the microwave. Um, uh, and the uh, the other two were yeah, like hour long in the oven. the The other the third or the final item I got was a dessert. I got a coconut cream pie, and the coconut cream pie comes frozen in the freezer aisle, and then you just take it out of its packaging. Put it in the fridge and it 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 uh, uh, defrosts overnight and then it's ready to eat in the morning. Um, so that's what I had. Cat, what what's your rundown of, of things you got? I know you said you got a lot. 
Yeah. Should I just tell you the things I actually tried or should I tell you everything I got? Oh, boy. I mean, I, I want to hear it all at this point. So at first I did Gelson's. And from Gelson's, I got a single serving. App- no, I didn't get the apple pie. I tried to get the apple pie, but they didn't have any desserts at Gelson's. Wow. Um, I ended up getting the Marie Callender Salisbury steak dinner, the Marie Callender's roasted turkey breast and stuffing dinner, the chicken pot pie, meatloaf and homestyle gravy, uh, sweet and sour chicken dinner, and uh, butternut squash ravioli. <laughs> Wow. And then and the chicken Alfredo bowl. Now, for some reason, I thought that wow. wasn't enough because, because <laughs> I did it because I thought it wasn't enough because I didn't get a dessert. And I was like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to try Vaughn's and just get the dessert. But of course, I didn't do that. And I got <laughs> so at Vaughn's I ordered. This is so ridiculous. Um, uh, chicken cheesy Marie Counters cheesy chicken and rice dinner. Uh, banana cream pie. <laughs> The little mini, mini banana cream pie. Yeah, Yeah, they make a full Um, size and a small one. Yeah, garlic chicken dinner, mini coconut cream pie. Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Vermont mac and cheese uh, and the vegetable pot pie, a mini key lime pie, a single serving peach pie, a mini chocolate pie, and a, a sesame chicken pie. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I. That's all that I got from. Wow. <laughs> from so I didn't eat all. I didn't eat all those things. I I wish I. But it also like was nice to have the options at the house because I would try one thing and then that would kind of help like make me think. Oh, I think I'll like this other thing better than if I try this thing. Like I feel like if I. Anyway, so should I tell you what I actually ate? Yes, please. Okay, so what I, <laughs> this is just a list. I'm just listing things. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, I ate, I tried the mini banana cream pie. I tried the mini coconut cream pie. I tried the mini chocolate satin pie. I tried a, min, a mini key lime pie. These are just like single bites. And then um, I, I ate the Vermont mac and cheese bowl, the cheesy chicken and rice, I had the the mini uh, uh, single-serving peach pie, and then I tried the broccoli, cheddar, and potato pot pie, and I ate the chicken pot pie. Wow. (laughs) It's been spread out through days. (laughs) Yeah, I spread mine out. I spread out my consumption over about a week, Uh, and and I think the way to to, to tackle this, since we all have a bunch of food— and, uh, you know, some overlap, but not a lot, is just to talk in terms of winners and losers. So maybe let, let's start. Mm. I, I can go first. The, the ones I would mark as winners are the two pies. The chicken pot pie, I thought, was great. It had a good crust to it. It was, it was piping hot inside. You know, just like a, that, that creamy sort of uh, the, 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 the sauce in there. Um, with the uh, with the vegetables, it was just like nice and creamy and and flavorful. I like the big chunks of chicken. I thought the chicken pot pie was as solid as I remembered it being, and it did a good. It was good in the oven. Uh, also, the coconut cream pie. This was you know I mentioned they have a large and small. I had the big one. That this was a big boy. This was a full size, and uh, it 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 was still even even after uh, defrosting overnight. It was still because I cracked into that bad boy first thing in the morning. 
it was still a little frozen, which wasn't terrible. It wasn't awful, but when it when it finally got fully defrosted, it was at its best and it didn't have any ice crystals in it. Um, and uh, I thought that coconut cream pie was great. And to me, I think you absolutely could have blindfolded, convinced me that that was a a uh, coconut cream pie from Ree Calendar's the restaurant, not from the freezer wow. case. I thought it was, I thought it was very very good. Um, I was Damn. having pie for breakfast for like five days in a row. And I, <laughs> I rationalized it to myself that having a slice of pie with coffee is just like having a donut with coffee or a Danish it with is. coffee. So, uh, you know, fine, whatever. Get off my back. Uh, but <laughs> those are my two winners, the chicken pot pie and the coconut cream pie. Uh, Mitch, what about you? What were, what were your, some of your faves? Some of your picks? It just seems like a dangerous road to go down. That uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my winners... By the way, I got all meals to share. Those are the only ones I had in there. And also, I ate all these today. And also, I did a pretty good... I did some damage to some of them. Um, yeah. But my big winner was the country fried chicken and gravy. Wow. I thought that was really good. Um, and uh, it's and basically, there were, there, there were no veggies in it. And it's 320... Uh, serve uh, calories per serving, and it's and there's three. So this is about a thousand calories in this bad boy. Um, and then my second, my other winner was uh, the Ver- the Vermont white cheddar mac and cheese, which wow. uh, which this guy I'm holding up here for you. I thought that was I thought it was I thought it was really good. I, it, it's a it's and I, I man I ate about half of that, and I I feel like that's gonna make me feel sick. But honestly, here's the thing with it: this food is so rich. I honestly so I have felt I've have felt way worse after eating stuff cuz I wasn't like destroying all of these of course cuz that would be like 4000 calories but I did eat a decent amount but I but I think this also goes to show like these meals to share in what way am I supposed to share this like chicken and the the country the country fried chicken and mashed potatoes right. like you sh- share that with two or three people it's not going to that's not going to make anyone happy it's not nearly enough food. Um, and I'm saying, like, just, like, eating... Like, I am stuffed from eating all these meals together, and it was four separate meals and two mm-hmm. mini desserts that I tried things from, each of them. But, I, but I'm not sure how this can even be classified as a meal to, meal to share. It's just... Maybe there's multiple. I, I, I just... It's, it's, it, it's, it's not enough for a family. I think that's a way of them skirting the nutritional guidelines yes. and try and disclosing that it's one serving size inside because it's it's that's not something that you would share. Like you wouldn't get one of these meals and have it uh, unless you're getting like the full size like like sheet pan sized lasagna. You're yeah. not going to share any of these. These are these are meals for one. Uh cat, how about you? You also got the Vermont, Vermont cheddar. Did that one work for you and and which ones were your faves? Yeah, the Vermont cheddar was probably my favorite wow. of my things that I got. I was really surprised by it, but I also really like macaroni and cheese. It's the one food that I wish I could eat all the time that I barely ever let oh, myself man, have. Oh, man, yeah. It's so fucking good. I think about it all the time. I, I really liked, Mitch, did you notice this? The pasta shape in it was really interesting. It was like a it was like a long shell. It was like if a mustacholi and a shell mm. had a baby. Like it, yeah, it, was it is, really, yeah. Yeah, and that was kind of interesting. Like, I like when pasta's fun to eat. When there's like, you know, like I always, when I was a kid, I always loved the Kraft macaroni, and I would put them on the fork tines. Oh, that's um, a blast! I, yeah, that's just then, good, clean you know, fun. 
Yeah, that's like what macaroni and cheese is about to me. And so I really liked that about it. The the pasta was like really mushy. It's no it's no like al dente yeah. like macaroni. I was gonna say I I think that I think that the fried chicken is probably my favorite of the two, but it is a decently good mac and cheese. That's not it's not the best mac and cheese, but it's 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 a it's a, it's a winner. It's for sure a winner. It's 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 good. Mm-hmm. And also it's got a nice it, it, when you put it in the oven, it gives it a nice little kind of a like charred top to it. It's it, it, it looks it. nice. It's 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 well done. I mean, also of course it's going to take an hour to make, which yeah. I think you can you can make a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese in in much less time. So Oh, you can make that way quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Something else I was thinking about that um well, two things. One is it would be really good if it had a little bit of a kick, like a little bit of jalapeno or something, like a yeah, slightly spice. That would be really good. Like when I was little, I used to love the um, Michelina's brand macaroni and cheese, and they had a spicy one, and that was mm. my jam. Like, And I wow. wanted that. Um, and then I also found it to be, even though it makes you, like it cooks for so long, when I took it out, it was so hot. And then it said, like, let sit for five minutes, but I had to let it sit for much longer than five minutes yes. before it was edible yeah it's very it's this very is a great it's a great point all of these all of these uh, want you to rest them like they're a steak for like five full minutes after taking them out of the oven for yeah. where they were in there for like 70 minutes so it, yeah. you're just you're just waiting for so long to eat uh yeah. I, yeah. I will say that 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 contrary to your guys experience with the mac and cheese the pulled pork mac and cheese bowl that i got i thought was the worst thing i ate i thought it was wow. it was pretty bad i'm really surprised by that did you put it in the oven well, no, I cooked this one in the microwave oven. And so mm. this one, uh, yeah, that could have been a difference. Um, I also think the main thing is that the mac and cheese was okay, but just all of this, the goopy uh, pulled pork, like, and it was, you know, you can tell it's low quality meat. I thought the, the sauce was just a little too, like, syrupy and sweet. It had, like, a little bit of a kick to it, but not quite enough. I thought that just made it just in this big saucy mess where I didn't get to enjoy the mac and cheese or the barbecue pork. I just was was kind of tasting this amalgamation of both that that didn't really work. That one was pretty bad. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but so that one I I thought was was addition by subtraction. It didn't need the protein on top of there. If that could have just been that a mac and cheese bowl, it sounds like I would have been a lot happier. Mm. Yeah. You what? It's sad, Nick, that you didn't yeah. get to try the mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I'm Sorry. bummed. Nick, uh, Nick, Nick, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm heartbroken about this. I might have an extra one in my freezer. I could send to you. Mm. <laughs> okay, I want you to do that. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else did you have that you liked? What were some of your um, other favorites? I also liked the peach pie. Wow. I'm really surprised by that. I it was so it was the single serve. It wasn't a regular size pie. It was like a it wasn't a mini though. The minis are like 3 inch diameter or 2 inch diameter and then the the single serving one is like I'm a, I'm I know about Marie Callender's stuff now. Uh, it was like a 6 inch diameter. Uh and it um it was it was good because it had the thing that you're talking about with the pot pie crust. It, yes, the, it had that same crust, which was awesome and overall pretty good. It could have been a little more flaky, but I but I like I for frozen food it was really good. Um, and then it also wasn't too sweet, which I really liked about it. The filling wasn't too sweet, and it was like sufficiently full. It didn't have like it wasn't too syrupy, and it also yeah. wasn't like it. I I really. I was impressed by that. I was ready to not like it, but it was, it really, uh, it impressed me more than the, 
than other things. Those were my two favorites. The chicken pot pie is a close third uh, wow. thing that I liked. Yeah. I have, two, I have two things that I liked, Nick, but didn't love. Or the, like didn't, okay. Was, wasn't a winner, necessarily. It finished kind of the, the race. Kind of in the murky <laughs> middle. I, I would yes. say that I, that I would put my, my, if I, I, my, my chicken pot pie and coconut cream pie, I would say with picks. My Kansas City-style pulled pork mac and cheese bowl is a pan. And in the murky middle, I would put the Italiano lasagna. So that would be the one, one of the ones that I would say that I liked but didn't blow me away. I think the issue there, because uh, is that I I think this is the the lasagnas are best if they kind of crisp up on the outside and you get like those corner pieces. And this one, I guess, I don't know if it was the cooking ingredients. I don't know if I should have done it at a higher temp or put it in a little bit longer. But didn't really get that. It just kind of kind of got hot, but the texture didn't really improve. But Mitch, what were your what were your like category uh, items? So, like I said, the mac and cheese was good. The uh, look, I also got to say this. On all the ones that I cooked in the oven, I was just took another bite to to determine if this was if I was correct. Um, because, well, honestly, because, and it, this will make sense when I explain it. But I mean, also besides the fact that I'm a fat guy and I'm taking another bite of the pie, not just because uh, you wanted more. Uh, <laughs> um, they're, they're, so I think that also when you cook these in the oven, there's plastic on top of them. I wish that you could just take the plastic off. Um, but you're supposed to like just pu- you're supposed to still pull the corner of the of the plastic wrap up and then you cook it in the oven with the plastic on top. Which I'm like, if you don't have to put it in the microwave, I wish that could you maybe just put tin foil over it or something instead yeah. of just something that yeah. feels better. And also the the yeah. the container that they're in, they, it really it really cooks up. They're, mine was like kind of black on the edges and kind of fucked up looking. I cooked three at once, by the way. But the ones that were the ones that were. So so to me, so so winners, and there were a lot of aspects of it that I liked, and then some stuff for me that just completely didn't work was the coconut, the mini coconut cream pie, and the mini chocolate satin, not satin, satin pie. <laughs> um, and, but, and, but, uh, terrifying. <laughs> and, I'm um, into them. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! There's a reason they call it devil's food, Nick. Let's not bring him up. <laughs> Sometimes I think chocolate up. is the devil's food. Yeah, brought him up. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you think chocolate is the devil's food? Yeah, I think, I think, I think you, have to, you had to be evil to think this up. Something so indulgent. You crave so much. <laughs> yeah. Can't it must help have it. come from the mind of Lucifer. It's wicked. <laughs> God, if Lucifer saw this, he'd be like, ugh. <laughs> this 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 guy deserves to come to hell, but I'm not going to let him down here. It freaks me out. <laughs> um, uh, the the both of those pies. Here is my issue with them. Mm-hmm. You, they're frozen. You take them out and you and the, and they basically defrost. Um, and honestly, it kind of blew me away how good the the whipped cream and everything on top was. Like they do a really good job of it. Where these pies fell to me, where where they where they failed, was um, the base of the pie. It's mm. just like a crumbly. It's almost it's like totally like, unnecessary. But it's just it's just it just is like cookie crumb. It's like it's like a it's yeah. it's like all crumbs. It's not a it's mm. not a it's not a it's consistent like base. Sand. Yes, exactly, and and that yeah. All the other components work really well, and then those and then those two things are like. It, it just t- it took me out of them completely. Yeah, I, those were like my least favorite thing, but oh, uh, but that is because of the 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 crust. Like I when I 
so I tried like a bite of each one because they're so tiny and they're just like these little I uh the banana one I it still like had like such a fake banana-y taste um mm. but it but at first I really liked it. I was like, oh, this is surprising. It was the first thing I tried. So it's kind of like, oh, this is actually not terrible. Um, and uh, I did. I was impressed by the whipped cream also because it wasn't too sweet. Um, and and then I liked, um, like overall, that, that pie was like really too sweet for me. But the thing that got me was I tried that one and the coconut one on the same day. The coconut one had the worst aftertaste. I've. It was like a weird almost like um like ethanol wow. taste to it. I didn't get it, that didn't, from mine. See, that's the thing. I think yours is totally different than the mini mm, pies because they're they're so they're like little custardy things. They yes. kind of they're not quite I think that they're more fakey than the than the one you got, Nick. Because my my, my 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 thing with them is that I I honestly thought like in that chocolate uh satin pie that the, the Whipped cream, the the chocolate flakes, and then the chocolate layer of fudge all work. It is truly yeah. just the base of it. And the same thing with the coconut cream one. The flakes of coconut, the cream, all of it works, and then it's just the base. The base falls apart. The base mm. is like you were saying, like sweet sand. It's just kind of yeah. it's all it's all, it's all it's all crumbly and and it's a bummer yeah. because they 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 do work. It's just it's just the bottom of them. They they're still pretty tasty even considering all that. But it's just the bottom just makes it not work. I really liked the key lime one. Um, and that one, I didn't eat any of the crust and same with the chocolate. I didn't eat mm. the crust at all. I just, I just had like a bite of just the, not everything, but the crust it was. Right. And that was, that wasn't, those weren't too bad, but I also like, was like, I don't think I would ever eat these again, or I don't even know of a time when I would want these. Yeah. I mean, Pie is such a rare thing. Like for me, if I, I would be like, I'd rather like either bake a pie or buy a pie from like a nice baker versus like getting like a frozen pie from the grocery store that I'm going to defrost. That said, I could see myself having one of the full size ones, maybe in a pinch. If I needed a pie for some occasion or something, mm. I could say like, you know what, this will kind of get the job done, and I don't have to to exert any effort to get this pie. I think the key lime pie would maybe work the best because like. It has a naturally crumbly base, you know what I mean? It has right. The, and, and, uh, that's so true. And uh, Nick, I, as a birthday boy, you know that I I always got to get that pie, Nick. You know mm, that that's, that's a true. thing. <laughs> so obscure, no one will. No, no one. Members of the birthday boys won't even get that. Um, mm, a handful of people who saw a sketch show in two thousand nine will get that. <laughs> <laughs> And that's who we do the podcast for. Baby. That's who it's for. <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I feel the same way that I just don't think I would ever. And also, just with all this food, it is that sort of thing of like it's so rich, high calorie count. Yeah, if you're gonna go out and do this, then why am I doing this version of it? Which is maybe I mean like, I would maybe have the chicken fried dinner the ch fried chicken dinner again and the and the mac and cheese if, if you know if you're in the right mood or something or i don't know like honestly it would be a maybe like the mac and cheese and the chicken fried chicken if you shared it with one other person or something it could be decent but still kind of small i don't know yeah i don't i just yeah. i don't see any i don't see any need for them and then as far as the bad stuff goes nick mm -hmm. um the meatloaf i did just not think was great i i don't think i didn't think either of them were terrible honestly I think overall, 
this may do better in its review than the actual restaurant did when we went. But wow. The, the meatloaf was just like, it just like that gravy. Kat and I were talking a little bit at the break. The gravy of it tasted kind of like how like a diet shitty gravy, di- like like the meatloaf dinner would taste. It was just like right. A frozen meatloaf dinner can be pretty bad, and this was and this was not the worst, but it was not any good. So, what were the sides that that meatloaf came with? Was mine, that just, with... mine came with roasted potatoes. Oh, just roasted potatoes. Roasted mm-hmm. potatoes yeah. and gravy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing too is like why they it should be I think that the individual dinners are kind of and maybe that maybe they maybe they do do this more maybe it's not just like the meals to the meals to share or whatever but I feel like if it was like a meatloaf dinner with a and they do I'm looking on here now they do have a meatloaf dinner with a with like corn and mashed potatoes and I think that would be a better deal but this the meal to share with the roasted potatoes it just was there was nothing really going on just kind of mushy mm-hmm. Mushy, I mean, just, and I think the gravy base overall was the thing that hurt it. It was just, yeah, the gravy wasn't good. So, and that, and it was just smothered in all that gravy. So, when it's on top of everything, that was my issue with the pulled pork mac and cheese bowl. It's inescapable. It's just this blanket yeah. over the whole thing. And and if that's if yeah. if that's gonna be if that if that's gonna be touching everything, then yeah, that's gonna lower the the overall quality for sure. Kat, did you have any yeah. others that particularly stood out to you of, uh, in a bad way? Yeah, I, I the I was actually really surprised by how much I did not like these two, but the um chicken, the cheesy chicken and rice and the broccoli and cheddar, broccoli cheddar and potato pot pie, both of those they had the same exact kind of cheese sauce involved in them. Yeah. And the cheese sauce was so crazy bland. It wasn't like oh like I love a good like um cheese dip at like nachos at a hockey game. Like I love that kind of like bad cheese dip like oh yeah like 100 on board it can be so delicious and and this was like it felt like the well the broccoli cheddar and potato pot pie i tried a bite of it and i was just like no no thank you like i just didn't want i didn't have more than that so i can't really speak to that one as much but the cheesy chicken and rice that one I felt like I was being punished. Like I was like, Jesus. this is food. This is like what, the, like, if I had a really bad stomach flu and you know, you're home and this is like what you eat when you're, when you're too sick to eat anything that yeah. is good f- at all. Like it was so bland and, and I don't know if it's like reconstituted rice is just terrible or, or what. And it also on the package, it showed like, only a little bit of cheese, but then of course it's just like filled with cheese. It's just yeah. like all mm. cheese and and uh, and the broccoli was. I I really don't like the reheated frozen broccoli. It's like really, it, it freaks me out. It's really mushy, and uh, and not really like. I don't know. It's like that kind of thing where you almost don't. I feel like with this place, you almost like need to do what you know they're good at rather yes. than try anything else <laughs> absolutely yeah. i think i think that's good advice for anyone purchasing any of these products and it sounds like we had a range of experience not just uh, among us but individually we had things that were that that really uh, succeeded and things that were complete flops um but i guess we should get to our final thoughts yeah. on marie calendar's meals so cat uh, you know the podcast but uh just to refresh <laughs> everyone we'll go around give a closing argument if you will on marie calendar's meals uh, and uh, end with a fork score as we wrap up Doughboy's topical freeze. Uh, Kat, you are a guest. You may begin. 
okay, so overall, I I really I liked the experience because I don't do this very often. I don't I don't cook frozen food in my oven, so that was kind of novel and fun and had a little like like I said like little sci-fi feel. It also sort of had a nostalgic feel because I ate a lot of this kind of food growing up, like with my. My parents like were working all the time, so I would make this kind of stuff. Right. Um, so there was that too. Um, I also was trying to think about like just income levels and what people can afford and not afford. So it made me happy that there were things that were genuinely good, uh, even though a lot of the things I didn't love as much. Um, I would say it's hard. I guess um, like the calorie count and the sodium levels and the fat levels in the food kind of take it a notch down for me like I wish it could be this good or be closer to this good and not um have this much like bad for you stuff in it uh so I guess I would say I I was gonna I I'm gonna say two and a half or two two I'm gonna say two and a half two and a half forks wow solid score all right go ahead spoon man um I mean, when you get these meals, it's just kind of a bit of a gamble, Nick. I I, I think it's just uh, you're rolling the dice. I really mm-hmm. did enjoy the 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 fried chicken and mashed potatoes was good, and it crisped up night. It crisped up pretty nice, and that and that Vermont mac and cheese was tasty. Is it worth it? You know what I mean? Having all those calories and and cooking it for an hour, I don't think so. Uh, the meatloaf was. A loser, like I said, covered in that gravy. The 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 turkey and stuffing dinner, which I didn't really touch on. There was an overwhelming the the turkey in that in that turkey and, and stuffing dinner was like the turkey just wasn't good meat. You know what I mean? Mm, that was the issue. Yeah. It just was, it just was not great. It was like school, like when you, it reminded me of school lunch turkey. The mashed potatoes in it were gr- were great because I yes. think they make a pretty good mashed pot- frozen mashed potato. With the gravy. And then the stuffing had that overwhelming... It's like one of the herbs in stuffing, and I don't know what it... Like, there was a... I don't know which one it is. I don't know which herb it is, but... Let's just say rosemary. Sure, it might... And it could have been rosemary. I'm not sure... I'm not sure what it was, but just like that kind of overwhelming herbal taste to it. Yes. That is maybe to mask whatever else is going on. Um, But that was another loser. And on top of that, that was cooked in the microwave for 13 minutes. Yeah, um, too long. It's far too long. Far too long. Um, so, you know, Mary Calendars. Marie. <laughs> Mary Calendars is. Uh, I wish I had more more in common with our with our friend Mary Curry. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Mary Color Mary Mary Curry. Uh, she won the first Nobel Prize, the first woman to win a Nobel Prize. Wow. And you know what the only prize that uh, uh, Mary Callender is going to win? The Nobel Prize. The No Dinner Bell Prize. <laughs> Very different kind of prize. Because don't be ringing that dinner bell for me. <laughs> I'm not going to be coming. <laughs> um, that being said... It is a mixed bag. You can maybe get a few things. I guess it's honestly. I think it, you gotta you gotta experiment, and I feel like half of the food is pretty tasty. So because mm-hmm. of that, I'm gonna give it three forks. Wow. Uh, uh, because I think that it has some winners, but it has some real. It has some. It has some losers too. Yes. But that being said, uh, the the losers aren't terrible. Terrible. I've had worse food, 
but completely not worth buying. Like the the losers are two forks, the winners are three and a half forks. So three forks <laughs> is my is my final score. Three forks from the Spoonman Mike Mitchell. I will go back to Cat's point from earlier, which I thought was astute, which is just stick to what they do well. Stick to their stick to what they uh, uh, to what you know from Marie Callender's. If you do have a history with this chain or with this brand. Because I think the things that work better are going to be the things that are a little bit more conventional and a little bit more designed to be frozen. Um, I'm thinking of the lasagna. I'm thinking of the pot pies. I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of the full size pies, uh, which they do well in their restaurant. I will say that that it, I thought it was illuminating what Kat said on the pot po- pie point. That the broccoli cheddar pot pie, which which I was eyeing, I was like, "Ooh, that looks interesting. I want to see how they pull that off." That that one sucks shit because it, that just speaks to again, <laughs> just stick to what they already do. Don't get don't even get fancy with the pot pies. Get the most yeah. conventional ass chicken or turkey pot pie. Don't mess around with it. And Nick, I think, can I interject for a second there? Yes, please. In high school, when all the kids were going to uh, uh, make out point, uh huh, I was going to pot pie point. Thank you, Mitch. <laughs> thanks, thanks for thanks for that. <laughs> well, so, Nick, did you not like it? I liked it a lot. That's why I thanked you. <laughs> I thought it was really good. That was sincere. I, I, <laughs> yeah, sincere. I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> okay, good. I, I will, I, you know, the, the, the low for me was the, that pulled pork mac and cheese bowl. I would not get that or anything adjacent to it or akin to it again. I don't know if I'd get any other bowl lines again. I think I would just get like a straight up lasagna or a pot pie or, or just a straight up pie if I was going to get something from the Marie Callender's brand. But also, why would I do that? I don't know, don't know if I have a reason to return to this. I will say that, like, Marie Callender's I mentioned, I love the restaurant going up. It was a, a report card slash you know, slash birthday occasion for me. Uh, and, and as an adult, I don't really go outside of for the podcast. And I think it's because the quality has kind of declined and and the chain has kind of receded in prominence as a result. And I think it's the same thing with the frozen meals. It's just like, if you want, even if you want something frozen, I think there are better alternatives. I think they do this solid. I think they yeah. do an okay job with it. But But I don't know if there's any specific reason to pursue this. I think that like like the like the restaurant Marie Callender's meals is something I have to walk away from and leave in my past and continue to live on with fond memories, but they will not be a part of my future. That said, wow. I'm going to give these <laughs> still a decent two forks, three and a half tines. So a fork that uh, the third fork has like half a tine that's been broken off. In some you. sort of biting accident. <laughs> um, Nick, can, can yeah. I also show you? Can I also show you something? A plus side to this whole thing is. Uh, yes, please. I, I don't know if you can see oh this here, God. but I'm wearing the. Uh, I'm wearing the. <laughs> I'm wearing the boxes on my feet. Save that for <laughs> save that for your OnlyFans. You got exclusive feet content Mitch, here. Mitch, what prompted that for you? What made you want to do that? Um, I was I was putting them on my feet during Nick's review, and then I decided that I should share it with the world. Um, <laughs> they are kind of the right size. They look like they fit you well. 
Are they warm? They, they, they do fit pretty well. Um, no, the the bo- no, they're the, these were the freezer boxes. So what I mean, they're they're <laughs> they're cold, cold, room temperature to cold. Um, Nick, uh, they're not to the cold anymore. Store. <laughs> they've been out of the, they've been out of the freezer for a while. Nick, I want to say I didn't I didn't mention this that I uh, was watching uh, I was watching while this was while I was eating the turkey dinner I was watching Casino on the TV mm. uh, and the scene where uh, the tough Irish guy who they beat up uh, where they put his head in device. Oh um, yeah, brutal. The, uh, the I was watching that scene as I ate my turkey dinner and when his eye pops out of a uh, out of his head. It's fucking no. gnarly. Um, <laughs> also, I will say there's a really. Uh, there, there's a really funny scene in a casino where uh, Joe Pesci's so good in casino, but there's a scene where they land the plane on the golf course like feds do. Do you remember this? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Joe Pesci's like a hundred bucks to whoever can hit the plane, and then they're all like shoot, like hitting golf balls at the FBI at the federal the federal agents' planes. Do you remember that? Yeah. It's, it's great. Uh, it's a it's a good movie. I mean, yeah, it, it's the Goodfellas formula, but Goodfellas is great. So what's what's your complaint? You know what I'll say about that movie that I like? <laughs> what's that? Jo, a, a Joe Pesci gets top twice. He gets dome and uh, two different scenes in the movie. Yes. But the other thing, his character's name is Nick. That's like my name. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, and you, you and his character are very similar, Nick. <laughs> There, uh, you know that 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 scene was on, and I was I was gonna say like, uh, yes, he get he gets uh, he gets dome as you say, yes. Um, but it happens so <laughs> quick. He's like talking to the woman, and then he gets in the car. It seems like there should be some sort of preparation, but he just it just is instantaneous. You know what I'm talking about? You know what? She, I think they both know the deal. They both knew the deal. They both knew knew why they were going out to that parked car. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just goes straight into it. Yeah, crazy. Totally different life. What do you think the scene was that they like cut out that will, that led into that, Mitch? Uh, look, if you want, <laughs> uh, look, if you want, I mean, you know, I mean, it's uh, it'd be funny if you did. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, I'm just, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just joking. Unless we're you going know. to my car, it's just going to be you and me in my yeah. car. And, you know, I mean, you know, <laughs> if you want, I mean, I don't, you don't have to. It's, it's cool. No, though. I'm just saying that he was action ready. He was ready to go, and it's at the drop of a hat. <laughs> oh, you think like he needed him to 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 like be like, yeah, give me a second here, hold on. Yeah, that's. I mean, I would. <laughs> Let me look at my phone for a second. And also, there there is a character that does kind of remind me of you, Nick. Is the the guy who uh, the the cooler guy that they put in for Pesci, the 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 guy who's playing blackjack with him. Yeah, and Pesci's throwing the cards at him. It's great. That's the function I serve on podcasts. <laughs> is the cooler? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring everyone's energy down. <laughs> hey, that was our review of Marie Callender's meals. As we conclude. Doughboy's topical freeze. It's time for a new segment. Wow. For the first time in Doughboy's history, we present Meal or No Meal. Wow. The fuck? This is the song? Yeah, that's the song. It's good. (laughs) That's wild. That's the song for Deal or No Deal? Yeah, that's the song. It's good. (laughs) Bizarre. Here's how this will work. I have six meal boxes numbered one through six. They all fit today's theme, which is chicken. Inside one of these meal boxes is the grand prize, a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich combo meal. Wow. Inside the other boxes are meals from different chains, some better, some worse, 
all the way down to the very worst, an individual room temp White Castle chicken ring. So, wow. The two of you will play as a team. You will both collectively pick one meal box to hold on to, and then you will eliminate them one by one. And after each meal box is eliminated, Emma will open the case and tell us what's inside. Wow. Also, after each elimination, we will hear from a mysterious figure known only as the Dranker. Uh, but we, let's begin here. Uh, Cat and Mitch. <laughs> the, dr- the Dranker. The Dranker, yeah. Cat and Mitch, uh, what number from one to six meal box would you like to hold on to? You may discuss. Cat, I have a, I have one of my, my favorite numbers in this, in this line here. Well, there's a couple things here. Six is the number of the devil, as we all know, so that's, that's a bad one. But mm. it's also my, my birth date is October 6th. But then also my favorite number is four. Wow. Oh. So should we pick one of those two, or do you have a favorite number, or do you want, not want to pick either of mine because they'll be bad luck? I, okay, so we have to have more discussion about the number six. Uh, for right, like, I, I really like the number six. Not because Ooh, okay. of the devil. I just, I just like it as a, the way it looks. I think it's a satisfying, mm. a satisfying symbol. Um, Do you prefer the six or the nine? Because they're the same, uh, the same symbol, but just flipped, uh, flipped upside down. Well, to me, the six is like, well, probably because it comes earlier. It's like the younger version of the nine. The mm, nine is it. like <laughs> the more adult version of the six. Like yeah. Kind of. A more sophisticated six. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if if I was if I had to choose between nine and six, I'd probably I'd probably still pick six. Wow. But, yeah. But I yeah. But I also so so. But it's still not my favorite number. My favorite number is like combination of numbers, not just one number. So so I think Mitch, I think we should pick four because wow, it's your favorite. I think we should say four. All right, four it is. Let's do four. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but is six your favorite? We could go. We go with six. We don't have to count at six yet, do we? You pick one box to hold on to, and then as this oh, progresses, you will, yeah. This is one that you will hold on to, and then yeah, as you progress, you will eliminate the others one by one. Okay. I I still think I still like four. Four right, it is. Four. You're holding on to I box like number four. four. Yeah. Four. Right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and now it is time. You have box number four. That is your meal box. Which number meal box would you now like to eliminate? One, two, three, five, or six? I think we should eliminate number one. I was going to say one. Wow, you're both saying one right away. Because it's the first one, it feels like it won't be that. Wow, okay. I also don't, I don't love the number one. <laughs> Interesting. I'm, that you have such strong first, takes on numbers. Is, is First... <laughs> First is bad. Get rid of first. Fuck first place. Wow. <laughs> one is out the window. One is gone. One has been eliminated. Emma, tell us what's inside meal box number one. A Subway footlong sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Wow. Wow. Good riddance. We made a good choice. Seems like you made a good choice here. All right. Let's. let's oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm getting a phone call. Let me answer this real quick. <laughs> it's the drinker. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I see. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'll let him know. I just got off the phone with the dranker. The dranker is offering you, offering you in exchange for box number four. Four-piece chicken McNuggets. Wow. Meal or no meal? A four-piece? 
four-piece four chicken McNuggets. Much. Four pieces nothing. That's two pieces a piece, but you can walk away with it right now. <laughs> you split it. <laughs> uh, I, I say I, I say no I meal. Yeah, no meal. No, no meal. meal. Wow. No meal. Wow. <laughs> okay. Dranker has been rejected. Moving on. Now it's time to eliminate another box. Also, yeah. while the Dranker called, I like kind of like a Louis C.K. thing. I like heard some like jack off noises in the background. Uh, he'll do that. You know, it's it, we don't. I don't love it about him. Um, <laughs> he probably has to get excited to like offer his. Yeah. Offerings. Well, I think <laughs> that's what. I think that's what his motivation is for doing the whole. I mean, it's, it's whatever. I don't want to get wrapped up in it. He's it, he's offering free food. It's it's fine. Let's uh let's move on. You would, you now have you're holding on to number four. Number one has been eliminated. We need another box that you're going to choose. To exit this competition. Hmm. What do you think, Kat? I would say, oh man, I, I gotta say five. 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 Okay, I like five. Let's get rid of five. Five has been eliminated. Fuck. Emma, I'm nervous. Tell everyone Uh-oh. what it is. Oh, I am nervous. It is the no. Wendy spicy chicken sandwich combo. No! Fuck! <laughs> oh boy. Oh no, that's a big one. Fuck. Oh, the, I'm sorry. the million I'm so dollar sorry. equivalent is out the window. <laughs> and so wow. sorry. just as that happens, I'm getting a phone call from the drinker. <laughs> oh, the drinker. No. The drinker the drinker finished already, I think. <laughs> Hello? Oh, I'm sorry, Mitch. Oh, you you did finish last time. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for calling back anyway. Oh, that's the offer. Okay, I'll let him know. Wow, the drinker is now offering you a six-piece chicken McNuggets. <laughs> He's offering us more? He's offering also, you a six-piece chicken McNuggets. I don't want to know where those other two pieces came from. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think, I think that we might have something good in our briefcase. I think, we're, I think that we're going to say no meal. No meal? Yeah, no meal. No meal. No meal. Okay. Uh, we have we have three cases remaining in addition to the one that you have. Case number four, two, three, six on the board. Which one would you like to eliminate? I say we get rid of two. You say two? Yeah, that's what I wanted to get rid of last time. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was right, my secret pick two. last time. Wow. <laughs> you should, you could have said something. Let's let's. No, do I two. mean it's all just numbers. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a Wendy's spicy chicken meal. All right. Okay, meal box number two eliminated. Emma, what's inside? Popeye's three-piece chicken combo. Fuck! Oh, that's pretty good. Even worse. That's better. That's not better than spicy chicken, but... Good job, Mitch. Wow, that's pretty good. Look, we both fucked up. <laughs> that's why we're a good team. <laughs> Okay, let me answer this real quick. Uh, hello, Uh-oh. drinker. Oh, your refractory period lapsed. Okay, you're back oh at it. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you're going to offer, I'll, that's what you're going to offer. I'll let him know. Okay, bye. Bye. Cat <laughs> uh, and Mitch, the drinker is now offering you a four-piece chicken McNuggets. Oh, my God. <laughs> Back down to four. 
<laughs> I still don't want it. Cause like, what could be, we already got rid of that subway. So like, what are the other things that could be in that are like, Oh, do you think we, do you think number four is the white castle? We might have the damn white castle. Maybe Weiger knew four was my number, my, my favorite number. I, but you know what? We can't, we can't just settle for the other. I, I think we, I think we got to, I think we got to keep playing because I, I, I I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to have, have two couple. nuggets apiece. That's not wow. a meal. It's, yeah. it's no That's meal, Nick. Meal. That's not a meal. Wow. The verdict is no meal. <laughs> Moving on. You have case number four, case number three, and case number six are still available. Which one would you like to eliminate next? I think we should get rid of three. What do you think? Yes. I think it should come down to the two numbers that we wanted. Wow. Yes. I, I agree. And I also, yeah, yeah, I think so too. Eliminating. Box number three. Emma, what's inside meal box number three? White Castle chicken ring. Single and room temp. Wow. wow. That one is yes. off the board. <laughs> wow. Single and room temp. <laughs> it's noted in the spreadsheet. <laughs> Look, you got to specify. It's a pretty Yay. bad meal. Uh, okay, we got, hold on. We got, one, we got another phone call from the drinker. I think this is going to be his final offer. Hello? Yes, Dranker. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think... No, Mitch doesn't actually have an OnlyFans. That was just a joke I made on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. That, sorry, you've been searching for it. Oh, that's the offer. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, talk to you soon. Love you. Uh, okay. The Drinker's Natalie. The Drinker's final offer is in. He is offering you a 10-piece chicken McNuggets. It's no 20-piece. It's no 20-piece. <laughs> Five a piece? No. You know what? That, to me, is still not a meal. Wow. Yeah. A 10-piece no chicken McNuggets. No meal. The banker walks away empty-handed. The drinker, I'm drinker. sorry. <laughs> the drinker, yeah. The banker is someone else. Also, the drinker is not empty-handed. He's, his hands are very busy. Wow, so you have case number four. Box number six is also available. Now comes a decision point. Would you like to keep and open box number four, or would you like to swap box number four for, for box number six? Cat? <laughs> what do you think? Why are you putting it on me? I, um, oh, my God. Well, I don't... <sighs> If it was just me, I would swap it for six because I like six. But I also six is the end, and I I I, I like that you I I like the idea of playing four because I never would have thought to play four. What do you think? <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it, we're down to our last two. Do we just stick with what we had, or do we swap it up? I don't know. I I, I could go either. I'm trying way. to think of what I'm trying to think of what meals they could be that exist. Like what other thing? I'm just trying to think of what they. Could uh, yeah, be. it's it's gonna be it's gonna it's either gonna go up or down. It's up to you. I say just go. I I say just call it out and we go with it. I think we should stick with four because we've stuck with four this whole time. I like. Wow, it. we're we're eliminating six, Nick. Eliminating six, Emma. What's inside meal box number six? A Yoshinoya teriyaki chicken bowl. Okay. Wow. That's good. Wow. That's a good. That's a nice Yay. dodge. <laughs> yeah, and that means inside your meal box, meal box number four is a KFC famous bowl. Wow. All right. 
Not you bad. made a great meal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's not bad. It's like definitely the middle. It's almost the middle of all the options. It's uh, of all the outcomes you could have had. You, it could have gone a lot worse. There were some real stinkers. We should have gotten that Popeyes. We fucked up with the Popeyes. But yeah. look, we get to sh- we get to share a famous bowl. <laughs> that's, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Would not be the least hygienic thing that we've done on Doughboys. Hey, uh, just like a restaurant, we value your feedback. Let's open up the feedback. Today's email comes to us from Lena Welch. Lena writes, Dear Doughboys, I started dating a guy because I thought he was really funny. He introduced me to your podcast, and after listening to all of the 2015 episodes this week, I realized that he stole most of his jokes from y'all. Should I dump him? I'd also like to shout out my favorite fast food restaurant, Spelunkers, in Front Royal, Virginia. I convinced him that we need to drive an hour and a half from Charlottesville to get custard on our third date. Hmm, interesting. Thanks, Lena. Weird situation. Also, I wonder what he was what he was stealing exactly. Yeah, but what did I he, like what, that he drove an hour and a half with her on their third date to get custard she wanted. Yeah, like that sounds like a nice person. Yeah, that sounds like a Doughboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much convincing was involved there? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um. What did he steal? Howdy Ho, which was stolen from <laughs> another TV show. Um, my, 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 uh, oh, you know my answer, Nick. Dump the goon, get with the spoon. That's always my answer. <laughs> um, Stop trying to cuckold uh, our listeners. Uh, you know what? I won't cuckold them. Give them a chance. You know what? I would but say you know, But you know what? You know what I'll say? Give him a chance. But if he is unfunny, you have to dump him. <laughs> that's the way to do it test it test it out yeah and if he starts making different jokes check if he's like stealing them from like podcast the ride or something <laughs> he's listening to other podcasts if you're if you're watching a movie and he starts <laughs> questioning how it got made and things like that you know that you're in trouble <laughs> Uh, the Spelunkers shout out made me want, made me think of uh, like that, you know, frozen custard is not as much of a thing in California, but I've enjoyed it when I've had it. But I'm curious about your guys thoughts a on frozen custard and B if there's like a local burger stand or roadside stand, not even necessarily. It could, it could be a small chain, could be a micro chain, could be an individual location that makes you think of home. Mm. So I've never had frozen custard. I've always wanted it. I've never had it once. So that's my answer on frozen custard. Uh, wow. I know. <laughs> now, you're saying a burger stand that is like, like makes you think of home. Is it a burger stand like from home? Is it a burger stand here that makes me think of home? I was thinking the first one. Uh, but I mean, if, you, if the second one is okay. what comes to mind, I think that's fine. No, uh, from home, I, I grew up with a couple of small chains in Tucson, Arizona that I really love that I kind of wish I could have out here that are like EG's. Have you guys ever heard of EG's? No. EG's no. is an Italian, it's an Italian sub Italian ice chain um, wow. from Tucson that was it. My friend in high school, his, his dad like owned an EG's and he worked at it and that was really cool, but they had, they were so delicious. They had really good subs and, and Italian ice EG's. And uh, when I was in like second grade, the owner, the guy who like started EG's came to our school to talk to us about recycling 
And that was really cool. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and then I also really love Nico's Tacos. Nico's, there is one in San Diego. Uh, but other than that, they're, I think, all in Arizona. And we used to, when we could drive, uh, by the time we could drive, we would drive da- like downtown to the University of Arizona, which is like a half hour away, during our lunch to get Nico's Tacos and wow. like race back really we weren't being safe, but we would <laughs> drive back really fast so we could have Nico's. And, we'd, and it was open 24 hours, so we'd always be hanging out there all the time. It, it was, it, and I and I had a, the drive-through sign because someone hit it with their car and I stole it. Uh, wow! And I had that for a while growing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those aren't burger places, but but no, that absolutely they, is. A, it was what I was yeah. looking for. Uh, Mitch, any, really great. Mitch, any 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 hyper local places that that yeah they haven't t- talked about a bunch on the podcast makes you think of Quincy? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think as far as as like like stands or whatever, I think that's mm-hmm. like a little that's like a little tricky. But um, you know that I the ice Might cream be more of a parlor, West Coast thing. The ice cream parlor, which I've talked, which is the former Brigham's, but that's not really a stand. So when when I but I mean that's my place. But then also there was a dairy there was a dairy uh, queen in in uh, in Quincy that was that was a stand and then there was also a dairy freeze and the dairy mm. freeze was it was I think it was an originally it was a dairy queen and then it turned into a dairy freeze but it has like a raspberry lime rickies you get your your fish and chips there Nick you get a uh, an orange freeze which is like an orange drink oh man it's got some great stuff. Um, and then also in Quincy, there's a couple, there's the, the clam, the clam shop and then, uh, and then Tony's and Tony's clam shop. And then is the clam shack. There's two like big, fa- like kind of semi-famous clam shops that are kind of like stands that are on the beach. What do you get there? Is, is, a, are they mostly deep fried when you go to one of those stands? What do you get? Yeah. Yeah. Deep fried clams. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Delightful. I, I think Nick, you're going to the- spend some time in Quincy next time. Uh, everyone's telling you, you're going to spend some time in Quincy. I spent some time in Quincy. I've slept, I know, in, your, I've some, slept in your childhood I, bed. Yeah, I know. I know. It's fucking. It was the request you made as soon as you walked through the door. <laughs> uh, the places that I always think of are are more of a you know a general. I'll, I'll cite one in particular, but it, it's kind of a general category of. Of of restaurant of eatery you'll find out here in in California and, and much of the West, which is like the place that has, uh, you know, like burgers, but also pastrami, and oh yeah, uh, and chili. It's like like the, you'll always see like some combination of those. Um, and uh, you know, like there's a there's a place, uh, uh, Pete's Burgers, that I would go to in in uh, in in Long Beach. That was that I always thought of. Um, that was near my middle school, and it, like that was like the kind of the kind of place where yeah, you would just get like a fucking big ass styrofoam container full of chili cheese fries, and like you get like a fu- you get like fucking a, a, a huge ass burger. Um, nice, but yeah, th- that's what that's what I always think of is that kind of restaurant. I feel like is it makes me so specifically think of home and about of the city in which I currently live. Uh, I love the way those places look, Nick. Yes, they're so yeah. cool. Like they're always orange and red and they always have they're kind of outdated, but they're so they're really satisfying. They're, Some of them are like A-frame buildings. They're just like, yeah, yeah. They, they they they're very very frozen in time, 
um, and uh, both from a menu and from an aesthetic standpoint. But hey, if you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DOUGH. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden or Platinum Play Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. Hey, Nick, it's the, I just want to make sure it's the clam box so I, my Quin- Quincy cred isn't, uh, isn't ruined. So you know, it's so fucking uh, Chankton and Wu Tang and Koki don't uh, breathe down your neck. <laughs> there's a there's a place a del- uh, there's a place called the Clam Box. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's called the Clam. No, it is called the Clam Box. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nice single entendre no. from the the cool. minds of Quincy. Cool. Yeah, they were they worked hard for that. One. Uh. <laughs> it sounds delicious. Cat <laughs> Solon, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the Shivering Truth, right? Uh, you can watch on Adult Swim. Uh, and, and tell us about that and anything else you would like to plug. Uh, that's it. Uh, it's I'm really proud of the show. Vernon uh, Chapman and I uh, have been working on it for a while now, and we. Uh, I don't know. I, I think your audience would really like it. It's it's insane. And um, uh, it's a surrealist stop motion show that couldn't exist without stop motion. Um, and yeah, I, I hope people watch it. A lot of, um, you know, Jason Manzoukas is on this season and uh, Griffin Newman's on this season. Wow. Uh, and I'm trying to think of, I know that there's other people that have been on your podcast that are on either season one or season two. Uh, and I'm really, yeah, I'm really into it. I'm I looking at IMDb like now. It. it says the star is Matt Kowalik. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that Matt Kowalik is on it. <laughs> He's not on it. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, Shivering Truth. I hope, hope people like it. Yeah, awesome. check it out. Check it out. I also just want to say, Nick, it's been a pretty, it's been a tough week because some funny people passed away, Jerry Stiller and, and Fred Willard. And Fred Willard, he guested on the Birthday Boys TV show. He was really great and such a – both of them really funny legends. But um, Lynn Shelton passed away just this past week, and she was a really great director, and I was introduced to her through Paul Rust and Leslie Arfin, who were, uh, who were two cool people who knew a really cool person, and she was a great director, and she directed episodes of Love, and she was, uh, and she was very nice, and she – and she uh, and she did something that like a lot of not not a lot of directors do, and I don't, and I and I don't even like saying this story, but it just it shows how nice of a person she was. But she reached out after the show and 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 said some nice stuff to me, and was and was very cool and nice. And she and she worked with uh, Sean Clements a little bit, and she was actually working on something uh, on the East Coast, and was in that in that neck of the woods. And I was and I was giving her uh, some some pointers on places to eat and stuff like that. And she, and she sadly passed away this last week, but she was really great. And so, uh, so check out, uh, some of our work to, uh, to honor her memory. So rest in peace to, to Lynn. Hey Mitch, it's the end of the month. And that means it's time for another edition of the golden paw club, our partnership Hell with yeah. the Sante door foundation right here in Los Angeles, a no kill volunteer run animal rescue and adoption org, Santador.org. And hey, they have a very special Nick. lady up for adoption and featured this month. That's right. And the cat's name is Mrs. Mitchell. Wow. Named, Named after my mom. In honor of your mom, and you both dropped by the rescue uh, uh, on the day that this, this cat was rescued. So there, how about that? That's right. Yeah. She's a beautiful 10-year-old black and white tuxedo kitty. 
And she's looking for a home, Nick. She had a rough start to her life, but you know what? She is very affectionate. She loves being pet, and she loves potato chips, much like the Doughboys. And she loves to play, and she's great with other cats. So please, look her up. Find her, santidor.org, and give her a home. Santidor.org, that's S-A-N-T-E-D-O-R.org. You can find info on how to adopt Mrs. Mitchell, or donate to the organization, or adopt any of the other fabulous animals they have uh, if you're in the L.A. area. Obviously, things are a little different at the rescue during the Safer at Home orders, and they are not no longer open to the public, but they are still finding ways to send the right animals to the right homes. Also, if you want to check out their Instagram, which is just very cute wherever you are, Santador Rescue on Instagram, santador.org. And hey, that'll do it for this issue of the Golden Pot Club. See ya. Want more Doughboys? Check us out on Patreon. Join the Golden Plate Club for an extra episode every Tuesday, the Doughboys Double, which you can listen to on your favorite podcast app. Or join the Platinum Plate Club and get access to our Discord server, the Doughscord, to connect with fellow Dough fans and me and Mitch. Subscribe for the price of a combo meal only at patreon.com slash doughboys. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash doughboys. Sources for this week's intro are in the episode description. That was a HeadGum Podcast.